What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. And I'm Michaela Oakland. We're so happy to have you here uh, post-holiday in our car. I bet everybody's feeling Wait. nice and full. They're in our sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, according to and Michaela, it's the now reindeer. Christmas. Oh my God, it's are Christmas time. Are we the time. reindeer or are we Santa? Okay, which one are you? Are you dancer, prancer, Wait, cancer? I, oh, <laughs> whoa, I think I would be prancer because... You're gay. giving prancer? <laughs> I feel like I'm prancer. You think prancer's gay? Yeah, prancer, are you kidding me? Well, prancer is gay like <laughs> that, you know? Yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. Vixen is gay like in a whoa, girl way. Whoa, 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 Vixen. I forgot there's a there's a deer named that, or sorry, reindeer named Vixen. That's such a good name. Totally, such a good name. They should have more stories, more stories about Vixen and what she's up to. Well, the reindeer were hating ass bitches, as we learned. I know, but like, uh, you know, I think they were haters, but I think it was just jealousy. And we don't know how mm. old they were. Maybe they were really young and they like just didn't understand. Um, I think, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe they did have flaws for sure, but it's yeah. giving it's giving middle school, it's giving high school to me. I think that yeah. they probably learned a lesson and they just did it publicly. Unfortunately, they had to learn a really hard lesson in front of millions of people and always be remembered for that. You know, that's true. You know, you don't talk about that much, but we really should feel bad for them because like who among us has not said something unkind or judged mm-hmm. somebody in the comfort of our own homes, perhaps even behind a screen. Yeah. Um, and they had to really do it front and center public. And everybody knows them as hating ass bitches who are mean right. to Rudolph, who like comes across really well in that story. But we don't know if he did something that deserved right. bullying. Maybe he was weird. Maybe he had bad vibes. Imagine everybody knowing about your worst moment. That's really hard. That's really sad. That's really hard. And you should have empathy for the reindeers. But yeah, I was telling Ellie, I spent like three <laughs> hours making Christmas cookies today. And she's like, it's not even Christmas time. What do you call it's it? It's not even December. What do you call it when Thanksgiving's over? That's Christmas time. <laughs> I think it is Christmas time. I think you're right. But I would just personally wait to December 1st because like December is Christmas month. But November still feels like fall, like just plain fall, you know? Yeah, there are like some houses in the neighborhood that have already done Christmas lights, which is really fun. And the ads on the TV are starting to do like holiday type themes, you know, thematic holiday vibes on the <laughs> on the advertising. So I've just been kind of starting to get into it. Um, Chrissy is like super into Christmas. Like I I can't Chrissy, share. Chrissy, miss. Yeah, we were doing um, 12 Days of Christmas under the Michaela toe. We're going to get really into Christmas. <laughs> I'll be honest, don't like Michaela toe. <laughs> well, that's because you're thinking of something else, but you've got to think How mistletoe. How would I not think of something else? <laughs> Who would not think of <laughs> No, you got to think mistletoe, mistletoe. Nobody's going to think that. It, I'm no. not being a hater, I promise. But like that hit me real hard, like no. right away. No, it's a perfect name. It's perfect. <laughs> not under the Michaela toe. Well, <laughs> and you know what? It's open to interpretation, mm. I, guess. I guess. And what isn't? Um, so I'm excited. I love the holidays. I think it, you know, it is the sad season. But in many ways, I love putting on fuzzy socks and having a little 
space warmer going on or a fire going on and having lights around the lights are so sweet and it doesn't really get that cold here anyway so it's like kind of yeah fake in california kind of like like december is like a good month because you're not like sick of the cold yet it's kind of novel still because you get to wear your big coat and your hat and your scarf and you get all like toasty and I don't know, there's fireplaces and it's still pretty and it hasn't been like the trees haven't been gray for too long where you're Mm kind of like, okay, sleigh and maybe it snows and you're like, ooh, cool. It's it's after December, like after Christmas that usually I'm like, oh, I hate winter. That's such a good point. I love winter in December. Like May when it's snowing in May, because that's how it was in Colorado, I was like, okay, this is the worst season that we have. Out of every season, this is the most terrible. We didn't even really yeah. have spring. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, New York, like, it stops being, like, proper winter pretty early. Like, we didn't have snow at all last year. But mm-hmm. it doesn't become spring for a while. So you're just in this like middle yeah. season of it's not nice out, but the sun's out and the trees are starting to bloom, but it's cold and it's like misty and you're like this sucks. It rains awful. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to December because it's my favorite time of year in New York because they put the Christmas trees out on the street for people mm. to buy. So the street smells like all the streets smell like pine and it's like such a beautiful thing we're getting a real christmas tree like we're gonna put it on top of my car and bring it home like you're gonna chop a tree down well we're gonna go i i think they're pre-chopped or are they not yeah but realistically do you think you could chop a tree if you like had to like emotionally or physically either yeah i think that like physically it would take a lot of hits and emotionally that would be really hard like oh my god there was one time i was i had microdosed that day and i went outside and i saw that a tree on my street had been chopped down and i like fell to my knees i was like sobbing i mean mind you it was like shrooms and that's a very naturey experience so it's like no the earth but like it hit me hard (laughs) (laughs) oh i like trees i do too You know, like they do the tree at Rockefeller Center every Christmas. Yeah. And they bring her in from like Vermont or something. And she's a diva down. And like they've chopped her. And I always look at that tree because it's huge. It's a huge tree. And I'm like, yeah, it's up now. Um, And I'm like, they must have been growing her for hundreds of years. Mm. You know, like, and now she's dead. She has more. Sad. She's been here longer than us. And we decided to take her life. That's so fucked up. She's always been here. For our own like vanity like Mm -hmm. she was probably here before we were here like that's crazy she probably was there with all the reindeer when that story was first told when it happened oh my god speaking of trees Mm. remember how i was like well new york is sexist because they only planted yeah this was boy trees Right. Well, turns out they really did it because they didn't want fruit trees. They yes. didn't want female trees that were fruit trees for the because they didn't want people. poor people yeah. to be able to eat fruit. And yeah. like, you're evil. That's evil. That's a terrible thing. Not that, by the way, I would ever want to eat like New York City tree fruit, but like still, come on. I feel like that's such a good example of how our system works. <laughs> like we won't just put out fruit trees that people could have because we just don't want them to have it. 
And then yeah, we would rather like not allowed to like grow vegetables in some places. And we'd rather get pollen. We'd rather just have really bad allergies than let poor people yeah. have fruit. We'd literally rather everybody suffer than some people suffer a little less. Like <laughs> what? Anti-slay in my opinion. But that really holds up to a lot of other things. Like that framework really makes sense. It's That's interesting. That's really what made America what she is. <laughs> that was the first choice. Like, that was like the it's first. It's literally like yeah, it's literally like people who are like, well, I had to pay all my student loans and so I don't think student mm. loans should be forgiven. It's like, so you'd rather everybody suffer just because you had to suffer a little bit? Okay. Well, I had to grow my own fruit, so you have to... Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the world can be a better place. Believe that. I honestly see a future for myself where I have like a beautiful garden with a bunch of fruits yeah, and like vegetables. I see that for you. And I tend to them. You know, I think I could be very happy one day, like on a farm, like mm-hmm. with farm animals and just like waking up and baking bread, you know, like this, by the way, in this future, I like slipped and fell in a Walmart or something and I have like unlimited money right, from that's, exactly, the lawsuit. Exactly. If we weren't <laughs> needing money so badly every day and like to constantly be entertaining people so that they don't get sick of us, we could be so free. We could be so free and wild we should go like go find some spills this holiday season find some ice dude and i really would just love, try and make some not to get like not to welcome some bad karma into my life but i would love to be able to file a lawsuit <laughs> would love to yeah would love to file a lawsuit maybe we could like go to mcdonald's and be like would love that coffee extra hot and then get like second degree burns like that lady did and, and then be like them. i never wanted that coffee hot who would want it that hot? Who would ever say that? No, Not me. They really did defame her though because it actually did give her I like know. third degree she burns. Like, had really bad. And then Seinfeld, you know, did an episode where they like made fun of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the only unethical thing Seinfeld ever did. I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> it was really funny because Kramer got like second degree burns from a coffee and then he put like balm on it. And his lawyer was really mad at him because he was like, who told you to put balm on? Because it like healed it enough where it looked like he didn't get hurt at all. Mm, yeah no it's interesting i we've probably talked about it before but like i remember in health class them being like this was so messed up that this lady was like my coffee was too hot and got a million dollars from mcdonald's i'm like why is this in the curriculum also first of all and then second of all why was that taught in health not true not true (laughs) it was literally in my health class yeah because i think we learned did you have to watch um like supersize me yeah groundbreaking film where that guy learned that if you ate mcdonald's every day for a month he would get really fat like and then they showed it to every like they showed it to every kid in america and to this day i think they still do like there's nothing better it's like do you think that we're eating mcdonald's like that and by the way people who do eat mcdonald's like that often it's because they can't afford other food yeah like who are you helping with that? Is there okay, no better very... <laughs> Is there no better documentary about health that they could show to every student? I don't That's know. That's the best one. We're off course. We're off course, but it Yeah, we veered off a little bit. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? We're like swerving on the road. Um my Thanksgiving was fine. We didn't go to see family this year, which mm-hmm. was like a first. Although I think I forgot that last year my parents both had COVID, so we just had like a really sad Thanksgiving where we ate on a card table in front of the TV. <laughs> like it was <laughs> really we had like a rotisserie chicken. Like it was like oh, a really so sad. sad Thanksgiving. And I completely forgot. Somebody was like, "What did you do last year?" and I was like, 
unlocked the I memory. Don't know. Like I blocked it out. Um, but yeah, this was we went to our family friend's house, uh, which was really lovely. It's just nice Aww. to be with family friends. Like, you know, my brother even came, which was crazy. And um, the Catholic. the food was decadent. I mean, the food was crazy. Mm. The mashed potatoes, I think, were probably. 20,000 million calories if I want to get it right. Totally. But it was so worth it because I just think Thanksgiving is about um, eating food that's bad for you. Like, decadence. I don't understand people who are like, yes, it's decadent. Mm-hmm. I don't understand people who are like, we need to like make health healthy Thanksgiving option. No. no, we don't. No. It's one day. It's literally one day. If you can't eat unhealthy food for one day, you have problems. I would agree with that. I absolutely 100% do. I had the exact same thought in my head. I was like, this is a day where you eat Mm -hmm. the most lovely yummy yummies that you possibly can. And you don't think about the consequences. Also, you don't. It's not like we're going to eat that much. We get full. We have bodies that tell us when we're full. It's one meal. It's It's literally one meal. Like you're going to be okay. Like the whole (laughs) rhetoric of like, gotta earn a second piece of pie no you don't normalize it it's one day normalize it's literally it. one day eat whatever you want queens any holiday by the way i feel like is like that yeah no i agree valentine's day all the candy you want christmas <laughs> halloween same yeah. similar to thanksgiving i would say we have mm-hmm. similar meals there's gravy involved yeah, yeah. in our totally yeah. mashed potatoes involved but thanksgiving for my family is largely about the cowboys um because the cowboys yeah, play sure. every thanksgiving and they did an wow. incredible job they really won however we're in the same division as the eagles and the eagles are doing better than anybody so we are gonna have to be a wild card and we keep watching the games hoping someone can beat the eagles the chiefs couldn't do it the bills couldn't do it the eagles first of all they have incredible luck they are a great team but then also the refs really love them they really love them no yeah. matter who they're playing and i'm right, always right. like how how is this so standard how is this allowed and here's the thing like i support you right and so i support the cowboys but Mm. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback, so I have well, good been enjoying you. that. Yeah, no, that yeah. and that's big. You probably are doing really well. I'm doing okay now. I've, I'm like seven and five. Like, I'm not great. I think I'm like fourth place right now in my league. Like, yeah. upper middle is where I'm swaying between. I think I'm fourth place now. I was fifth place before. But it's I ha- won this week. It's, it's hard, hard, you guys. It's, it's hard to be... A consistent. Sorry, not to keep talking about fantasy football, but my <laughs> uncle is—he's te- like ten and one or something. Like he's wow. only lost one time, and it's like like the Eagles. You don't <laughs> like what the hell, dude? Like that's crazy. Everyone's trying to take him down, and I'm like, take his ass down. He take won- him down. Yeah. Not one bad week Anyways. for him. One. He had one bad week. Yeah. It, it, it just makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but it's not possible. <laughs> I did see the new Hunger Games movie, and I will say, I think that it's one of the best book adaptations that we have. The Hunger Games series? Yeah, in general. Like, if I compare it, besides Lord of the Rings, besides um, Game of Thrones, because those, of course- And Harry Potter, they did a good job with Harry Potter They did a good job with Harry Potter. Yeah, that was the- I totally forgot. But I think- they flopped a lot. They flopped a lot with book adaptations. Um, the Percy Jackson series, boring. Uh, Artemis Fowl sucked, Ugh. which was really disappointing, mind you. Really disappointing, mind you. I actually recently made a list of all of my favorite, um, not young adult books, but like 
third grade through middle school aged books and like Pendragon. I don't know if you ever read those. That was huge totally. for me. Um, did you ever read like Animorphs? You know what? I wasn't an Animorphs girl. My my brother read Animorphs. I think they were a little bit inappropriate if I'm remembering correctly, but all of my siblings read them first. So I was like, I already had all the books available to me, but Pendragon, yeah. Artemis Fowl, Redwall, the Inkart series, Percy Jackson. Inkart series. was so good, and they I fucked know. that movie too. I know, I know that I'm okay with them doing remakes if it was like a really flop situation. If they fucked it up, you know, yeah. like if it was a good movie, like they don't need to remake Twilight. <laughs> Twilight's fine. Twilight, we don't need to redo that one. Twilight's a classic. Um, I actually watched the Hunger Games, the first one, uh, last night. Oh, that's a great cool. idea. That's a great so thing to good. do. Yeah, I'm rewatching all of them and I'm like, God damn, they did such a good job. They really, really did a good job because you know what? Like it is a YA novel mm-hmm. and like it was in that time when all those like YA like love triangle stories were totally. popular and they tried it. They tried it a little bit with those books, but they didn't shy away from like how dark it they is. They didn't focus and how, on like, it that much. Fucked up it. Like they really let the novel actually be what it was, which is like really creepy and really disturbing. Like, yeah, and it's, it's scary. It's very topical too. I think like mm-hmm. the things that she was basing it off of. I think I saw on Twitter recently. It was like during the yeah, Iran was, she was watching. War. She was flipping between coverage of Iran. the Iraq War. Um, it was Iraq at the time. Yeah. Um, she was flipping between coverage of the Iraq war and like reality shows. And she was like, it's crazy that we like mm. sort of have both of these going at the same time. And like, that's. Yeah. Cause I remember watching those from. movies and being like, it's crazy how much this applies to what's going on right now. But then I was like, well, cause this has been going on for <laughs> quite some time. Guess what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they didn't, they did not. Disappoint. Sh- they didn't like sugarcoat it at all. Yeah. Like, they let it be what exactly what it is, which is a book about how this society makes children murder each other and turn it into a spectacle. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed it and I would recommend. There was one thing I think is just that it's hard when a book series focuses on the character's like inner monologue. It's hard to make the inner monologue shine through in a movie. Like you can see Snow making these bad decisions and it's more clear in the book that he's being selfishly doing those things. But when you're just seeing someone make those decisions, you kind of like give him the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, maybe he has Mm. no other choice. Maybe he can't think of, you know, but it's hard to like show that in book to movie adaptations. Yeah, Yeah, totally, totally. But I would recommend you read the book if you haven't read the books uh, or read the book, any of the books. Actually, if you've never read The Hunger Games, you've like only seen the movie or something, you should read them. Like they've got, details and then they're fucking sick sickening i think i'm gonna go reread them i think it's like time yeah. i was in like third I I, grade when i read those was it the, no we were older we were in like middle school when those came out it was like around the time of twilight i think which was we were like sixth grade i think was twilight i think like the third i think the third twilight book came out in sixth grade but you wrote horny book dedication on our on our notes. What does that mean? Oh my God, did you not see this on Twitter? I thought we talked about it. Oh my God. Okay. So you know how we were talking about how these books are like the guy that was like, women are just reading porn. And we were like, no, they're yeah. not. And like, okay, well, 
Okay, so this woman wrote a book and then a girl made a TikTok being like, when you're starting a new book and this is the dedication. I'm going to read this dedication to you and I need you to know that I would never ever say these words if I wasn't reading it for this podcast. Okay. Be normal about this, you guys. Be normal. Be normal. Be normal. Don't do anything weird with this. (laughs) Sorry, you go. (laughs) To the girls who fuck the villains... Open your mouth wide and take it like a good girl. <gasps> this is the dedication. This, the book hasn't even started yet. And this is the dedication. Now, I am no book prude. <laughs> if you want to read porn, you can read porn. But I just, I can't believe that I was sitting here being like, no, that's not what it's about. And then everyone on Twitter is like, yeah, actually it is. It is actually. And we're okay with that. I mean, it's just an aggressive, like you, usually they have to ease you into that, right? Like you build the romantic tension, like starting off with a dedication like that. It's like, I'm oh my not, God. Like, I'm not there yet. Queen, like, we're not there yet. I don't know you like that, girl. Like, um, <laughs> um, I just couldn't believe I was looking at that. And, and Twitter is like very like crazy about it. Like, I think people are overreacting to it a little bit, like, basically writing think pieces about how this is the end of modern literature feminism has a real problem like it's fine like it's actually not that big of a deal it's just a little weird i think it's just a little weird it's not modern literature it's just one genre of book like it's literally just a genre (laughs) it's just one book it's it's one book (laughs) in one genre it's not modern literature as a whole Feminism does not have a problem because somebody wrote a, f- a horny book dedication. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that even has to do with feminism. Like, it's just because cause women are being horny, I guess. Women are not allowed to be horner, horny. I don't know if you know that. Um, actually, women can't be horny. It's not allowed. And f- feminism is making women horny and then it's ruining literature and critical thought. Yeah. 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 Okay. We got there. (laughs) I just think I just don't know why people care so much. I don't either. But I have a question for you. Yes. Do you have a specific holiday cookie that you make? What's what's your cookie? What's your cookie? Or if you have more than one, what are your cookies? So we definitely always made cookies on like christmas eve like that was a big thing um so for me it's like christmas cookies are like christmas cookies Mm -hmm. but um so my grandma always makes sugar cookies and then we ice them like we like big designs on them and stuff which is sweet um and let's see like it depends like i like to make those crinkle cookies um Mm. you know the chocolate ones that are like powdered sugar and chocolate and they're crinkly um ginger snaps are big christmas cookies for us uh shortbread and then I love there's shortbread love shortbread it's so easy to make it's literally like three ingredients um and then there's this one kind of cookie called a, sp- a spritz cookie it's kind of old-fashioned and you have to make it with this like very specific machine huh. that my grandma has from like the 20s uh <laughs> but those are fucking delicious they're just hard to make <laughs> that's awesome I, I get why you had that reaction to my cookie thing then because it's so yeah it's so it's specific good, for you mm-hmm. we do like peanut butter balls thin mints um I think this mm. year we're gonna try to do those sugar cook like the peanut butter um melt away like they have the chocolate the Hershey's oh, chocolate with the in the Hershey middle. Kiss in the middle yeah because I, yeah, I haven't made those I before those. but whenever I go to a holiday party those are the cookies that I'm like I need that and the crinkle ones you mentioned are so good but um so good we could put 
our recipes maybe on the Instagram for our favorite holiday cookies at some point. So we could. follow My us. My mom always, yeah, so follow us on Instagram. At Late Night Drive Pod and, you know, mm. stay tuned. For some recipes. Yeah, my uh, my mom always make, wants to make something that's like chocolate and peppermint, which I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to eat chocolate. Like, I think it has its place. I don't think it's disgusting. But like, I don't want peppermint with chocolate most of the time. Oh, so we put like a little bit of peppermint extract in the chocolate and it's like, hot. Mm. it's not that much. Like, do you like um, Girl Scout Thin Mints and or Andes yes. Mints? I like them. It's just that I don't want to have it all the time. I think some mm. things should be left. Like, I don't want to have like a chocolate chip cookie that also has like peppermint chips, you know? Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. It has you to know? be like specifically that kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. I feel the same way about nuts, oatmeal, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of things. They, I'm like, they have their place. They have their place, but like, it has to be the right thing. I'm kind of a purist when it comes to desserts. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I wonder if that also is like a sim, like the trait overlaps with the not wanting your food to touch thing. Like, I wonder if the. Oh, you mean, is it like, am I mentally ill? Probably. <laughs> I'm not saying is it a mental illness thing. I'm just wondering if that preference overlaps at all probably not maybe not i i think that like having like specific weird food things mm-hmm. it, it's all Just sort generally. of interconnected yeah. yeah like not wanting a bunch of different things in one bite kind of type vibe yeah. you know like i don't like those like kitchen sink cookies you know like a mishmash yeah. cookie that has like every a monster cookie has like, everything in it i'm like no no no, you pick one. Ooh, wait pick you know one. it would be so fun if people sent us their favorite holiday cookie and then we pick one Ooh. recipe to make make it eat it from slay. Your, from your family recipes whoa there is a little problem on the instagram where apparently like some people can't message us anymore. Like after sending one message, they can't send us more messages, which I find really That's disturbing. Weird. It's just like a stupid new setting that they put in there. Dumb. And I would know because I sent Han Sohee one message and now I can't send her anymore. <laughs> and these, these, these things do happen. These things do happen. These things do happen. <laughs> what is that from? It's from Phantom of the Opera, and I'm so glad that you knew that it was from something. <laughs> These things do happen. Yeah. Do happen. <laughs> when she's leaving, when the diva's leaving. All this thing, the time. This thing does not happen. <laughs> <laughs> if this thing keeps happening, this, this thing, thing does not does happen. Not happen. <laughs> I love that movie. That's my favorite movie. That's kind of a holiday movie to me. That's your favorite movie. I agree. I agree that it's kind of because there's snow. It fe- yeah, like the then the wishing you were somehow here again scene. Yeah, totally, totally. It's Christmassy. I'll give you that. You wrote down science question, space period, <laughs> space will reveal on show. <laughs> you yeah, want to surprise want me with to it? Be able to, I didn't want you to be able to prepare. I do that to you sometimes, so I get it. I do, but now I only sort of vaguely remember what the question was and not why I was asking it. <laughs> so that's not good. It was about hmm, smell we'll and taste, okay. but I don't remember why I wanted to ask about smell and taste. Is it like how um smell can affect taste or like how if you look at a skittle the red ones can taste different or like 
something. You know like- what it was? Oh my god, I keep seeing these uh, these ads. I don't know if you've seen these ads at all on like YouTube. I don't know if you like watch YouTube ever, but um, there's these like ads um, for this water bottle, um, and the water bottle like. <laughs> Okay, it has these, it has scent pods that go on the top of it, like where you drink. Oh. And theoretically, if you smell, it smells like, you know, lemon basil or something. And then when you drink, the water tastes like lemon basil because you're smelling it. And I am so curious about this. And I'm like, do you think that that actually makes the water taste different? Or are you just smelling something and then drinking water? Like... I think it does because I think that all of our senses send signals to our brain and like the way that we taste things is based on a like a signal to our brain. So if there's also smell senses being sent there, this could be wrong, but it feels right. It feels It feels right. The thing <laughs> is, I feel like it only goes one way and doesn't go the other way. Like if you can't smell, like, you know, when you have a cold and you can't smell things and then your taste is like funky because you can't smell, you're like missing mm-hmm. half of like the smell. Like food isn't as but good. I, yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. think it goes the other way where like smelling something can make you taste something. Like I think... I think it can. I don't know that that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense, but I do think <laughs> I've experienced it. Mm. Okay, so this is the thing. I want to buy this water bottle. The brand is Air Up. And mm. if any of you have tried it, I really want to hear about it. All these like YouTubers have codes for it. So by the way, air up. If you want to send us water bottles we so love. we can try your product, we would literally love. I don't understand how science works and I don't get why taste and smell are connected. But it also works for sight. Like it also works for color. Like people will think that there's different flavors in candies that are just different colors and don't actually have different flavors. That's interesting. But what about like eating food blindfolded? Does that make a difference? I think that part of like really, really nice restaurants is making it look really pretty because that affects it and like mm. like the way that you taste. I think it does. I think I I don't know if it does like a huge difference, but I think on a basic level it can. But like, yeah, I think if you had food blindfolded, it would still taste pretty much the way that it does. Would you know, okay, if we blindfolded you, if I blindfolded you and fed you things, do you think you would know what you were eating? Yeah. They do that on Hell's Kitchen where they do blind taste tests. It's not all smell or sights, but it it is part of it. Yeah, but people have a really hard time with it when they do it on like Top top Chef and stuff. So I wonder if I could do it. Because I I won't eat square pizza. For you think me, it tastes different? Yeah, I think a triangle pizza always tastes better and different to me. Okay. I don't know. And I re- I really, I respect you. Okay. Yeah. I think I have things like that. I just can't think of them right now. So I like understand where you're coming from. But that's my science question is, do you think air up works? No, that's a I kind of want to buy it, but I don't know. I, I, totally, I don't want to get scammed. No, I totally think that would work. Like I, I really do. And I think... I think there's credence to it. Is that? (laughs) Totally, girl. Yeah, I'm glad that I asked you because honestly, like I trust you. Um, I'm not sure if I trust like Curtis Connor on Mm. science. Yeah, you trust. like, he's saying that it tastes like something, but I don't know. You're getting paid to say that. And I've not been paid. What's hot vulnerability versus icky vulnerability? 
queen what is top yeah i saw a tweet about this and i thought it was interesting um because basically the premise is the premise of this tweet was like women when they date people women value no matter who you're dating you value vulnerability because Mm. vulnerability is attractive but then all these men were responding it's like yeah but i know that women don't find it attractive when you're vulnerable so i don't get that and somebody had to clarify like well there's a difference between hot vulnerability and icky vulnerability like Mm. icky vulnerability is like where where i'm baby hold me tell me i'm great um oh yeah i'm so scared of everything all the time please hold me and tell me i'm baby and hold me versus like hey i'm a grown-up not baby not wow wow baby <laughs> i'm a grown-up and i'm working really hard to make my life better but sometimes i yeah. have a hard time and it's scary hold me yeah it's not a big difference but there is a difference between like hot vulnerability and icky vulnerability yeah it took me a second to even think of what icky vulnerability would be because to me the word vulnerability is so just like sharing things that are important and like maybe a little hard to talk about i i'm sure that i have had experiences where i've been like uh <laughs> you didn't need to tell me that, but I can't like think of them really off the top of my head. Maybe icky vulnerability is like I'm just like I'm I'm dark and I'm misunderstood because my girlfriend cheated on me when I was 16. That's icky uh, vulnerability. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel like there are some things where a guy could be too honest about his deep dark thoughts and what your demons are and feelings like oh okay icky vulnerability okay when my okay. when my when my ass wait not my ass when my when ex <laughs> when my ex asked me why 303 had more streams than him and was genuinely upset about it <laughs> that was <laughs> right look like you should be able to like share your insecurities right. and your vulnerabilities with your partner um and this it's not a, a thing where you want to like overthink it but like there no. are, are ways where it's like less attractive when right it's like why what do you think what is it that you think about yourself like truly in your heart of hearts that's making you think that this is tr- like actually a really fucked up unfair thing and not a crazy question to ask me you know like it's technically vulnerable but <laughs> but at what cost no and i also think like sometimes self-pity like too much self-pity can be like icky vulnerability um because like i feel bad for myself i feel sorry for myself all the time but i'm very self-aware of the fact that like i'm feeling sorry for myself and sometimes i want to throw myself a pity Mm. party um not being self-aware of the fact that you are throwing a pity party is like icky vulnerability yeah i think we want to be very clear that like we we encourage people to be vulnerable with us and any of these things are okay and actually good in a certain amount Mm -hmm. but then there are definitely people who push it a little too hard and have this complex about thinking they deserve way more than they have and like I like just don't appreciate things at all. And then the vulnerable, it's not even, I guess it is real vulnerability, but it's more like delusional vulnerability, if that makes sense. Like all of the examples I can think Mm. of are just like, okay, grow up a little bit. Like look at the real world (laughs) and like like what people are actually dealing with. You're absolutely allowed to share however you're feeling and you should be able to share that every once in a while and have a pity party without judgment from especially from your partner Mm -hmm. it's just that when it's like every week and it's every day and it's someone 
not taking any solutions, not taking any steps to like make things better and just wants to be held like a baby and told that they're perfect. Right. Like there's where you're sort of like. Like someone who had a mother who mothered them a little too hard. Mm-hmm. And to wants be very, you to be mommy. To be very clear, Ellie and I have pity, par- pity parties with each other all the time, where we're all complaining, <laughs> where we're complaining about something that we know isn't like actually that big of a deal in the grand scheme of the world. Yeah. Obviously, that's what close people are for. Yeah, I think it's interesting how there is like a whole genre of men on Twitter who will see women talking about something and be like, that's not true. And then bring up something completely different, (laughs) kind of like, obviously, we're talking about sharing things about yourself. We're not talking about you like saying you went to jail and now they're acting weird. (laughs) I also think like there was something in this about like, well, women don't want to see men crying or that kind of thing. And it's like, that's not true. Like, that isn't true. Maybe some, maybe some women, but not any of the ones that I know. So. Yeah, I'm sure that there is a woman out there somewhere who's like, a man sharing any of his feelings is disgusting to me. Because you're not manly if you do that. But she sucks. Like, that fictional woman I just made up, she she sucks. Um, you should always feel comfortable, you know, being vulnerable. It's just like... There is some vulnerability that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to name it. But if you've seen it, you've seen it and you know it when you, you saw see, it. If, <laughs> you know, you know exactly what we're talking about. I feel like we're not like defining it well, but I know it's like pornography. You can't really define it, but you know it when you see it because in a vacuum, any of these things are fine. Yes. It's just like in the right context. That's why you're I, like, what in the world? <laughs> that's why I hesitate to even give any of these examples because I'm like, technically, if someone else said these things and they weren't the way that they were, I wouldn't <laughs> mind it you know I would yeah you know what that's a good thing that's a good point too maybe it's more of a sign like if somebody's vulnerability feels icky to you like maybe they're not Mm -hmm. for you because Because like if I can't take your pain seriously I might not like you very much it's sometimes vulnerability is used as like a manipulation tactic absolutely yeah to kind of get you to care and then they're like I don't know. Like when you're going through a breakup with somebody, the vulnerability that they use can be really not sincere and used as like a weapon in a way. I've also had it like in my life used in a way that was like, I have been through these things and I'm telling you that because I'm vulnerable. And by the way, because I've told you that I've been through all these things, Nothing that you've ever been through could possibly be as bad as what I've gone through and make sure you know that, you know, like made me feel very invalidated in my own experiences because theirs were to them. Theirs were like the worst thing that ever happened to them. Or you can't go out with your friends because I was cheated on. And who who would ever say that? (laughs) (laughs) Who has ever said that one? And then, no, I've actually really had that where it's been like, I've been so vulnerable with you about this and you still want to go out with your friends? Like the end, it's, like, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Please, if you're listening to this and think we've, we've made fun of something that you've said before, know that we haven't. We're talking about very specific kinds of people using certain things in certain ways, you know? 
we get yeah, so nervous being um that we're gonna... disingenuous yeah i know i know i don't want to like offend anybody like i do want you to feel comfortable always mm-hmm. being vulnerable it's such an important part of dating and relationships like if you want a real relationship you have to be vulnerable and you can't be like nervous about it so i don't want you to be scared that every time you're vulnerable with a woman she's sitting there thinking is it icky or is it hot um because we're not (laughs) it's rare it's rare because i wasn't even thinking of icky vulnerability until a man said that it was a thing i had never even thought of icky vulnerability until the men in the comments said it was a thing it wasn't even like something i thought about previously because yeah, it's it so rarely rarely ca- crosses my mind <laughs> no i literally think it's only when the vulnerability is being used in a way that's like manipulative like mm-hmm. that's what icky vulnerability is it's like when it's not actually genuine because if you're really being genuinely vulnerable it's never going to be yeah. icky because it's a beautiful thing even if it's dramatic even if it's like a little bit silly even if it's a little ridiculous it's still like valid you're always valid. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you wanted to catch up on? The dog lady? Oh, we don't yeah. have to talk about her, though. I don't, like, totally know my feelings on that. <laughs> oh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was somebody who tweeted on Twitter. <laughs> she tw- And she twote. Right. Um, <laughs> and she... And she... I think it's a she. Sorry if I'm, like, misgendering this person. But that she was, like three-year-old ran up to my dog today and the mom was like oh sorry oh i guess the person like body blocked the three-year-old and the mom said i'm sorry she's three and the original tweeter said well if she's not on vocal recall maybe you should have her on the leash (laughs) and like it's a silly like it's a dumb it would be like a dumb tweet but i think that what really bothered people was like she really kind of doubled down in the comments like um if your child, if your child is problematic, it's not on me to do the emotional labor of teaching them not to approach a dog. Problematic I, I, child? Yeah, I think the reason that it part of why it's controversial and part of why it's such an interesting, fun one is because there is a normal way to have the feelings that you do about a child running up to your service dog, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe we yes. should tell children more to to like not run up to random animals. Sure, that's a fine mm-hmm. point. But the way that it was delivered and worded was just so ridiculous that it's like, okay, you like you don't have to be like that. Yeah, and I think if at any point in your life the phrase problematic child like <laughs> comes out of your mouth, like that's really a moment of self-reflection or it should be of like yeah. am I am I being crazy right now? Like I totally understand like it could be dangerous, it might not be a friendly dog, like mm-hmm. you know, you should be careful, but also it's a 3-year-old child, you yeah. know it's three and also like you could have said it in a nicer way you just didn't have to be so smarmy about it i think the tone is what made people annoyed and you could put on a service animal vest probably would help if it's a service animal it should maybe be wearing a little vest sorry i don't know is that like that is that ableist to say or is that valid i don't think it's ableist what against the animal like (laughs) i think service animals do have to wear it like wear some kind of like identification don't they if they're like an official service animal i also just think we don't live in a world where people aren't going to say hi to your dog like unless it's wearing a vest we don't we just don't live in that society 
and we we just don't live in that society. I I wave hello with the doggies that work yeah. at the airport. If Sorry. people don't if people don't <laughs> wave at Sugar while I'm walking her, I'm like, why aren't you enamored immediately like, upon seeing you? her? You should you should be mouth agape, jaws dropped, running up to her saying, "Whoa, she's gorgeous." I just think like <laughs> the natural. The normal response to seeing a very cute dog is wanting to run up and say hello to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so, and nor- I don't normalize, know. normalize petting a dog. But you should normalize ask before a touching a dog. Absolutely. Totally. Always. I mean, also, I just do want to emphasize like this, this is a three-year-old. Right. And back to that, it is a three-year-old. It's a three. Like they really, <laughs> it's three. Put a leash on that three-year-old. Ugh, and I, there's just like it's, ugh, I don't know one thing about it also um, sort of full offense to you like it is sort of your responsibility as a member of any community to like keep the children in your vicinity safe that's my controversial opinion like it is actually your responsibility to make sure that kid yeah. doesn't get bit by a dog you know yeah um one thing about Matt George is he was walked on a leash as a child and and that's important to remember that when you're remembering correct. <laughs> When you picture Matt, I hope you picture him with a leash on. As I think that's what he would want. <laughs> He's going to haunt me. <laughs> I kind of get it, though. I kind of get, like, putting your kid on a leash. It's so I scary. Feel- like, they can just run off and get lost. Yeah, like, I also get just shoving a tablet in their grubby little hands. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it all of it. doesn't I mean I think it's the best, the best thing, but... <laughs> but I get it. It's hard to have kids. Um, should we pull over? We should probably pull over. Um, so we're pulling over our sleigh. <laughs> beep, beep. Dancer, prancer, hanser, vixen, comet, campid. Hamster and vixen. <laughs> what am I forgetting? Ha- you know, dash, Dasher. You forgot Dasher. He's the first Dasher one. Dasher and dancer and dancer and, and prancer and vixen, comet and cupid and donner and blitzen. But, but do you recall? Do you recall? anyways um yeah sorry let's pull over there are some stories about my mom's life that i truly never get tired of hearing from hilarious to heartfelt tear jerking to plot twisting her retelling of events always brings me joy just in time for mother's day i found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever it's called storyworth storyworth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. 
Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and you know your work issues or your friend issues your relationship issues but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, do you know, what's the wedding march? What's that tune? Oh. Da, 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 da. Do you have a song that you want to walk down the aisle to or do you not know yet? No, I feel like that'll be more based on the relationship probably. Yeah, mine is not based on the relationship. It's based on what I want because is it's it a, what I'm walking down the aisle to. Is it a Taylor Swift song? And you know it is like a harp arrangement of an <laughs> That's actually a really um, beautiful like how choice. Beautiful. And I will be or, there. Okay, oh my god. I there's there's this guy I have on, you will obviously be there. There's this guy on TikTok who makes like arrangements of songs for like wedding marches. And Ooh. it's like always really emotional because yeah. like, he makes it emotional. So like it would be like 
the the twinkling tinkling part of like invisible string like the do 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 and then it like pauses and goes into like a string arrangement of you yeah. are in love and i was like i'm gonna kill myself in front of you i can't believe you would write a beautiful song like this mine will definitely be a violin cover of something because i love mm-hmm. violin and honestly my most streamed artist of the year is Vi- vitamin string quartet because i just love and i, I love what their work but um all that's to say we, <laughs> our roadside attraction is the 59 million dollar wedding the 59 and you did hear us correctly the 59 million dollar wedding million dollar wedding of like an auto shop owner car heiress okay not so not auto shop car dealership heiress right when i s- when I saw this at first, I didn't know whose wedding it was. I assumed right. it was like a chic. Like I yeah. assumed it was like an oil baron or something, like a Saudi princess. Like I literally was like, there's no way. No, no, no. It's literally McKaylee and Brayden <laughs> from like Florida. Like it's crazy. From there's South no Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. And these people, her parents, um, they owned a couple dealerships in South Florida and that somehow one of their dealerships sold, I guess, for like 150 million. But then to put half of that money into a wedding still sounds weird to me. Well, it, like, I just think there's something funky going on, something fishy yeah, going on here. I don't understand. When I saw that all of the money was because her dad owned two car, deal- car dealerships, mind you, I don't know that much about what car dealerships are worth, but like, I did not still. think this could make any sense. I thought there was funny business going on at the car dealerships. That's what I was thinking. But these it's people, like cars with a side of cocaine. Like, I don't know. Exactly. They're clearly money laundering. That's what I was thinking. They like flew all of their guests out on private jets. On private? What, mm-hmm. Like what? For what they reason? They rented out Versailles. Yeah. A, they, a portion of Vers- it. Like the actual yeah. Versailles. Like they Like the place where literal kings and queens lived. It's literally, and I'm not joking, all the bridesmaids are like Bama sorority girls. Like, it's unbelievable. Even though I understand that that would be very expensive, to me, it still doesn't seem like $59 million worth of expensive. I don't know. They, like, rented out Chanel's showroom and Dior's showroom and, like, went shopping and, like... The dress was expensive and the food was expensive. Like, but 59, how do you even spend that much money? Also, I looked at their registry because mm-hmm. I'm fucking nosy. Everything on that registry was crazy. And it was often, a lot of it was from the same place, which is another thing where I'm like, this is a money laundering scheme. I don't know why I'm so sure, but I'm so sure. There was a picture frame that was like $750 just for a picture frame. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. There were a lot of figurines of like tigers. Um, there was a $15,000 butterfly habitat uh, that was basically just a glass cage. Um, what, what, like, why and how? I don't understand. I mean, uh, I guess... There's just like so many beautiful places that don't cost $50 million. Like, I don't know how much the renting of Versailles specifically cost alone. But there's so many beautiful weddings that don't even cost $100,000, you know? Like, they're. You could rent out a whole island. You could rent out, like, you you could build a palace. You could you literally build for less for than 59, that. For $59 million, you can get million like one dollars? of the most beautiful homes in one of the most expensive areas in the world and own it forever. Like forever. I, like I, forever. I don't, 
you not wouldn't for just one have to day. rent it. You could build a house. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just stinks to me. Like there has to be something else going on here because like how did they spend that much money on one day i mean i'm sure it was beautiful i'm sure it was magical but when i read the article and it was like people are calling it the wedding of the century the most beautiful blah, and i was like i just think it's weird i i'm sorry i'm sure it was a beautiful day but it's odd to me it doesn't make sense it's very odd gross a gross amount of wealth to spend on a wedding on one day I don't find that romantic. I find that ridiculous because I just think it's not just about spending a lot of money. It's about managing your money badly. <laughs> like that just isn't, it doesn't make sense. Is it a tax write-off it, to spend money on a wedding? I don't get what the... I don't think so. <laughs> I don't understand. And you know what the funniest part is? Her, um, what are those things called? Oh, her bachelorette party was Marie Antoinette themed. A little on the nose. I'm going to be so real with you. It's a little on the nose. Somebody's going to guillotine you for that kind of money. Like, be careful. (laughs) I don't know. I I do want to see more videos of it because I actually really do love beautiful wedding. I love beautiful wedding content. I love looking at cakes that are beautiful, like flower arrangements that are beautiful, dresses that are beautiful. Her name is Madeline Legrand or something. That's her married name. I don't know what her unmarried name is. But uh, if you want to look her up, the $59 million wedding, she's got wedding content up on her TikTok and it's crazy. What incredible love her parents must have for her to spend 60% of their fortune on just her wedding. Like that doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. Even if he sold one of the auto shops for $100 million, I don't think you get $100 million. Like I don't think you get to keep no, no. $100 million after taxes. Like something's not adding up and we need someone Some, to break no, no, this no. down for us. We need someone to like break down <laughs> how this makes sense. Somebody on TikTok said like this is this the prequel to the next hottest Netflix murder documentary. <laughs> like, well, I'm looking up what can you buy with 50 wait what can you buy i think you could probably cure homelessness like i like it's crazy it's just crazy to spend that much on one day it's crazy to spend that much in general but for one day this is like a stupid article wasn't didn't elon musk once tell the government he could like solve homelessness with five million dollars or something and they gave it to him and he didn't that's hilarious if that's true. <laughs> I should start doing that. Give me $5 million. I will fix the world's ills. And I'll be like, I tried. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. The houses that you can buy are insane. You can buy huge yachts. You can buy, like, and that's not even touching the money. You can buy a private jet. You don't need to, like, just have people use it briefly. Well, okay, I have a theory. Mm-hmm maybe maybe like the the parents now are starting an event planning business and they're using the wedding as like advertisement so it's a tax write-off to make it really elaborate because they bought everything technically for the business that's a good theory and we'll find out in the coming months if it could be true I just feel like there's drugs involved. That's just really there what my be, heart I'm sorry, is telling me. My heart is there's saying no drugs. drugs are, it has to be drugs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've always, I've and always, I've always said, said that. that. And normalize it. Yeah, normalize it. And, well, 
million. <laughs> Normalized $59 million wedding. <laughs> With drugs involved. With drugs involved. Okay, I have a question for you. And someone sent someone sent us this question <laughs> via our Instagram, Late Night Drive Pod. And they sent, we've got many questions and we will be pulling from them in the weeks to come. Uh, has there ever been a moment where y'all thought y'all were going to be canceled? <laughs> Honest- um, yes. Oh, uh, when you did the dad thing? No, no. Um, God, okay. So I used oh, when to you do worked this. At Barstool? So when I worked at Barstool, there was this show that we would do. Um, and it was every morning. Uh, and it was just um, a Snapchat show about pop culture. And mm. um, it was... Um, when I tell you, like, we did not know what the fuck was going on. So they would give us the topics and mm-hmm. we would just like have to talk about them. Like, it wasn't like we ever did research. So anytime you ever saw that show, it was called The Group Chat. It was on Snapchat. If you ever saw me on that, just know, didn't know what I was talking about, making it up on the spot. Mm. So... One week there was um, a story about who were those? Was it you that was a fan of them? Um, they were brothers and they did YouTube. Oh, the Dolan twins. twins. The Dolan twins. No, I wasn't. A fa- I was not a fan of them. But there was a month in 2017 that I watched a lot of their videos to get me through a depression. <laughs> and that's valid. So this was in 2019, I think. Um, they said that they were quitting YouTube. Um, because they were like too stressed or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we were like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. You don't know anything about this. So we were like, you know, I think anyone's obviously allowed to quit any job that they want to quit, but like too stressed out. It's YouTube. It's a pretty easy job. Like, I think like that's kind of a privileged position to hold to say that you're stressed out from YouTube. Anyways. I don't know. It was something along those lines. Don't remember mm. what we exactly said. Their stands found this clip. Yeah. Was this right after their father kept, died? I don't know. Mm. This was in 2019. But um, yeah, their stands like found the clip and were like sending it to us over and over being like, hashtag cancel at Barcelona and at Ellie Schnitt because they said this thing. And we're like, we don't even know who these people are. We were just, we literally don't get paid enough. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about here. But that, that was it. I was like, I'm going to get canceled because I talked about these children that I, I don't know who they are. And that's on me and I should do my research. Mine is similar. Mine was not, well, it was about a fandom. It was because a fandom specifically was it's mad It's always because of fandom. It always is. And it's never like the general public really. Well, I've we've had the no. general public like make fun of us, but not necessarily <laughs> not try to try cancel, cancel us, us for something we've said. But I, it was like a K-pop thing. I, I, I hesitate. Oh, no. I, I hesitate you know what? Don't to even, say this. Don't even say the name. I'm not going <laughs> like, to say. I'm not going to say. But like, obviously, I'm a Blackpink fan. And I was posting yeah. about Blackpink's new album. And I guess someone was like paying Twitter users to quote tweet and like advertise the album or something. But then 
fans of other k-pop groups were like saying i was paid to post it and i was like oh my god i wasn't paid to post it i'm a huge fan like i you can't post an ad and like not hashtag ad i wouldn't do that blah 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 like i could get banned from the app it's like against the terms of service and like this is my job so i wouldn't do that and then they were like that's not fucking true like obviously tons of people reply the vibrator ads their popular tweets and like tons of people like retweet yeah, stuff and get illegal. paid for it <laughs> and and don't post ad and i'm like I don't know. They basically were just making fun of it. They were really mad. And then I was like, I don't know why you're mad at me. I like members of that group too. And they were like, get your name or get their name out of your mouth. They were pissed. And then I accidentally, I liked it. I was liking a few tweets defending me because they were so mad at me. And one of them misspelled one of the guy in the group's names on purpose, I guess, to like make it an insult. And I liked that tweet. They were like, I don't know why you're mad. Focus on blah, blah, blah. And like misspelled the name, and I liked that. And then they were so mad at me. They I was were so I to, mad. I had to turn my DMs off. I was like actually stressed. I was getting told to die in every language that exists. Like I Amazing. was scared that they were gonna just find anything they possibly could from any time in my past. But if you pass the K-pop stand trying to ruin yeah. your life test, I think you're pretty good. <laughs> but it was bad. I was like actually worried for a bit. Dude, the K-pop stands are so scary. I think stands in general are really scary. And like, it, it was one of those things where people I knew were like, yeah, that did appear on my feed. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. And I never I mean, meant to... Been in, like, I never meant to insult them. If you're a fan of, any, of anyone... Not. I never did. I have no problem with that group. I was trying to defend Blackpink, you guys. That's all I was trying to do. I didn't... I wasn't paid. I'm a stan she's a stan okay yeah you can't anger the k-pop people i feel like people have gotten mad about like stupid tweets like yeah. uh like when people were calling me an abuser because i sometimes I don't like to say movies abuser. as my boyfriend i got called That's an abuser like a huge thing my tweet was actually stupid though but it was like in 2018 2017 okay. i tweeted like having a kid sounds stressful because you don't know how much childhood trauma they need to turn out funny which is like is stupid it, it was dumb and it's i was stupid. Young. i know that you didn't mean it like i'm gonna abuse my child <laughs> no i so did that they're funny i and i by childhood <laughs> trauma i didn't mean abuse or like really terrible things i just meant literally like, of course you did maybe you know maybe like a year that they don't have the most friends i don't know <laughs> like, i've got michaela any normal person knew what you meant like it's just people love to get angry oh my god that's really that's but it funny. was I'm also sorry. it was also kind of before the time like it wasn't something people were saying that much then but now it's like okay we don't need to make jokes about like people needing to have trauma to be funny type thing like now that's yeah, kind of overdone then it, like, uh, i don't know <laughs> it was but also like that was during a time when people on twitter there were certain people on twitter who would have taken any opportunity to twist like what we were saying yeah um yeah in a really serious way so it was hard out there for a minute it was hard out there for a minute uh i think people still do that but now i don't look at the quotes and replies to my and now i don't care it's none of my business i'm like oh i have a lot of comments bet they're all positive (laughs) yeah i'm like i know i didn't say anything that was bad by this so if people take it that way i'm just not gonna handle it it's not for me it's yep. really none of my business the way that you take my tweet. <laughs> yeah, but you really do have to be careful with fandoms. You have to be careful. Yeah. I don't, and I just don't understand how people get that way. Like, I love Taylor Swift, would probably take a bullet for her. 
but like I'm not on Stan Twitter being crazy about people. I did unfollow a mutual of mine for tweeting something negative about Blackpink. But I wouldn't like and go to their fair. home and threaten them. No, but I would like, unfollow somebody for <laughs> tweeting something about Taylor Swift. I would. I would definitely unfollow them. But I'm not going to dox them. And right. I think that that's what makes us that's so cool and normal. We're like, I would unfollow. But I wouldn't like send a squad squat team to their house. Here's the thing. it's all It all lives online. Okay? Like... I'm going to be upset at you online mm-hmm. and in the real world, it's go- not going to be a, something that I really think about that much. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll never take it into the grass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're so normal. We're so normal. We're so normal. Although I will say like when I meet somebody and they like say so- that like, they don't like Taylor Swift, like I like them less, you know. I think that's allowed. I think it's normal. It's totally a lot. It's like if someone, it's not the same, but if someone was like, oh, I don't like your friend, I'd be like, okay, fuck you. I'd be like, okay, I don't like you. Yeah. Like sometimes people will be like, oh, like you shouldn't say that in front of Ellie because she's a big Taylor Swift fan. And then I have to sit there like an asshole and be like, yeah, you really shouldn't say that in front of me because I'm not going to like you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, haha, that's so funny. Now I don't like you. So I hope your joke was worth it. You know, like... <laughs> Um, okay, should we get a traffic report? I would love to give a traffic report. How's the weather, Ellie? Give us the we- weather. You're the weatherman. By the way, the- it's, and I want to say this, 22 degrees and snowing where I am. That's really scary. I'm going to be in Colorado soon, so it's snowing. It's snowed there already, and I will see the snow. Maybe I'll find some cute earmuffs, some cute gloves. Get a picture. Snow does give really good lighting. Okay, what do we need to know uh, for our little traffic report this week to make it the best week ever? I'm feeling pretty optimistic, by the way, about this week. I feel more optimistic than I have, actually. But I, I, it's not because anything good has really changed, but I just have, I'm feeling better. I'm trying, you know? <laughs> oh, no. What, uh, Ellie, you made the most depressing face. But oh, sorry, it's just really funny because it's death. Um, okay. But like, but like, no, but death, death can be good. A bad card. Death can be good. It's no, not death a bad can be card. A good card. It's actually yeah. a really lovely card. It's about transformation and new beginnings, That's which I definitely need. feel is what we need. Like, we definitely need to like let certain parts of us die in order to become the best versions of ourselves whether if that's letting your fears die or your insecurities die um also transitioning so if that's something that you're looking at maybe now's the time um but yeah definitely this is new beginnings and transformation and change and i think like as scary as change is it's almost never a bad thing so Mm -hmm. keep in mind that if your things are changing a lot for you right now um you should embrace that because it will lead you I, somewhere good. I also think like change can almost always feel bad in the beginning, but then after you go through the process, you're happy that you did. So if you've been yeah. struggling the past month, like so many of us have, it's crazy that November is almost done because I thought we were still in October a little bit in my head. I know. Um, but I remember we said October was a really bad month. November kind of continued that. And it is a time where both Ellie and I have been like, we need to change. We need to change. So this is a good card. Um, I think the struggles will be thankful for them because they push you. They push you to make a drastic decision and try something that could make everything better in the long run. Yeah, because like moving forward is always better than staying still. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that that unless you makes get a you settlement. Good. Um, <laughs> unless you get a really good settlement from a lawsuit. Oh, unless you are in and a lawsuit, and yeah, then you can just then you can just stay still after that for a while. <laughs> and oh. then you can get a farm and just like grow fruit yeah. and like pet chickens and stuff. And that's what's in the future for us. I really yeah. do think so. So, and that's what's in our future, hopefully. <laughs> do you want to take the honors of shouting out our birthday pigs today? Ooh, I'd love to shout out our birthday pigs today. Um, so I want to say thank you to all of our patrons, but particularly our birthday pigs, Curtis, Katie, Maya, Nathan, Flower Pig, Georgia, and Zachary. Thank you for your support. We love you and we'd literally be dead somewhere without you. You're the only consistent thing in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and we really love you. If you want to be just like our birthday pigs or just like our patrons, our patrons, our patrons, mm. I don't know. Um, you can follow us no on patreon.com. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash late, patreon.com slash late night drive pod. You can't forget the pod, you guys, because there's mm. there's another Patreon.com slash Late Night Drive, and that's not us. It's not us. It's, it's Patreon.com slash Late Night Drive Pod. And on Instagram, we are Late Night Drive Pod, and we're happy to collect questions from you. Our voicemail number is in the bio. We love to interact with you there. If you have anything you want us to talk about, that's the best way to get it on our little weekly podcast. <laughs> and yes my sweet friends i hope you had a great thanksgiving i hope you have a lot to be thankful for this year because we're very thankful for you um and i yeah i love you guys so 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 much as always have a good day have a good night wherever you are whatever you're doing hope it's a great one and we will catch you on the very next drive thank you for coming to linda drive we hope you enjoy the drive mm-hmm. oh your voice is back it's back baby Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.